Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Some Other Uses podcast with Richard Wigand. I am Richard Wigand. And today's episode is very special because it's our one-year anniversary of the Some Other Useless podcast. We've now begun our second season. When I started the show last year, we got things to talk about, but mainly I just want to celebrate the idea of when I came up with the show, decided to do it, and my personal kind of problems that I have doing the show and how I want to go about and fix things and improve it. I've been wanting to improve this show from day one. It didn't start out the way I wanted to. For several years, I have just not filmed a whole lot of stuff. And I just do odds and end things. And as I've talked about on the show before, I want to do a show on platforms, like social media platforms, and what has been basically the big hang-up, creatively and personally, to me. But starting this show was at least trying to do something. And I just, it, again, it's not what I want it to be yet. And I don't, I don't know how many podcasts out there you listen to where they're so honest about things. But as, as honest I can be about it, I want this show to be better. And I've struggled different types of shows that I've wanted to do. When the show first started, I, I wanted to do more political things. To get my ideas of that out there. But then I kind of ran into a problem where I was just worried about... It's one thing to offend people, but I never wanted to offend the wrong person. And there's somebody particular on my list that I did not want to offend. So for whatever reason, I just, you know, kind of still, even at the beginning of this, censored myself from speaking my mind. You know, from, from 2016 on... I have not posted a lot about anything politically. And I have and I haven't. And when I say that I have, would be like maybe a few times. And that compared to everything else I would do, would get attention. And it's not that I'm not ready for that. I'm more than ready. But I just feel like the kind of videos or films that I want to develop and put out there, you know, negativity exists in all form, in, in many forms. And politics strikes a chord unlike any other, politics and religion. And these days, politics and, going, and religion going hand in hand, and you got about half people in the country want that to happen, and the other half goes, no, that can't happen because we are America. And if we are a free-thinking society with rights, then it's not, you know, that's why we have the First Amendment, freedom of religion. It's not the freedom of one particular, particular religion. And there are several politicians out there right now that want the United States of America, to be a Christian nation. Thinking that that's what the forefathers would have wanted. And that's probably why they want to get rid of the Department of Education. So kids don't learn about what actually happened in history. I wish I paid more attention in class, be more observant of, of the kind of things that we were being told. Never questioned anything. Never wanted to learn it. Didn't know... All this is important, but didn't know how much relevant it would be to use the past as a defense into what's going on and the history of things. And TikTok is a big platform that's out there. And when I wasn't doing the, the podcast, I chose to do TikTok for not even a full year, just from like March to July, I think that I was getting into posting a lot. And I got sucked into it 
is the reason why I'm bringing this up. Got sucked into it to create random videos, yes, to appeal to who's ever out there to see it, but the algorithm that people so finally speak of wasn't pushing out what I wanted. So the payoff was, you know, if I could at least get the people that I have built up as followers on there to see it, that'd be one thing. But that's not how it's set up. It's it's set up like somebody can go from having a few hundred to a few thousand to ten thousand within two days if you have the right video that gets out there. Whereas somebody who has built up thousands of followers, works all the time, doesn't get it out there. So I saw what that was, putting stuff out there, and still, like I said, censoring myself from not being part of the negativity of, tech, of TikTok. I don't use it that much. I now use it as a way to catch up with the news because the United States doesn't like that China has anything to do with TikTok and they don't trust their data, think that they're stealing our data, when in actuality what's going on is they don't like the freedom of speech being used like every day, 24-7. Everything that happens is being put under a microscope and examined for more than what it's worth. If something happens to your favorite politician out there, you know, if, if they really think that the news is against them. And I, I wanted this show to kind of be my voice. And I just stopped doing that. And then I got into talking about streaming. And I got into talking about movies is what I, you know, also like enjoy talking about. Television. And cancellation of TV shows. Movies that shouldn't happen. Actors' bad behavior. All these things. My favorite movies. My least favorite movies. Still tiptoeing around politics. My most political episode that I probably have done was about the nurse. And, like, Nurse Tacky is what the episode's called. And it was just based off somebody on my list that had this opinion that they went through nursing became a nurse, you know, whatever it takes to become a nurse, take care of people, go all through that, you've always wanted to be a nurse in your life, and then being told you have to get the vaccine, and saying, I'm not, that, I'm not letting that Joe Biden tell me I have to get a vaccine, and then quit, you quit as a nurse, give up everything you've done, or at least move to a different area, where they accept nurses that don't have to have the vaccine. And it's about half and half on people who trust that fact. Would you rather not have a nurse who got the vaccine? doesn't really matter anymore. I look around and I go, I can't believe that where I live even tried this with the masks. It didn't look like something that anybody would want to try from the get-go. And what bothered me was you could say whatever, you could think however. You could think if it's fake, staged, um, the government is doing this. Like They're blaming the military for doing this. They're blaming China. They're blaming all these different kinds of places. And people. The wrong people. And however you think about it, it's kind of like an ultimate test. Now that we know that if something were to come along, nobody would take it seriously. And we would struggle every day trying to convince people to take it seriously. I, uh, I think I've referred to this in one of my shows as kind of like a uh, boy who cried wolf situation. Where you're going to have a pandemic come along, nobody takes it seriously. Everybody goes, it's not affecting people that bad. Second pandemic comes along. Yeah, just, as, just as fake as the first, right? Third one comes along. Starts really wiping out people. And really ruining life for people. And you've already 
you've already had enough chances that you're not going to believe it. You're just not going to believe it. Because what's it going to take for somebody to believe anything anymore? I try not to be negative. That doesn't mean I don't think that way. I just try not to convey that negativity in words. You can have fights with every day on the internet and in real life. This, that's the problem. Somehow, the arguments, the ridiculous arguments that are like YouTube comment people, have somehow left that world and have now entered the real world. My dad has to face this stuff on an almost daily basis. And it's a bad thing to say that there are some people in this world that want to avoid you for thinking how you think. And so are you really a free-thinking world? <laughs> it, you know, the amendments give you the rights to do whatever you want, but there are some limitations to that. And it's odd that freedom, and freedom of religion and freedom of speech are in the same amendment. And don't even get me started about the Second Amendment, because there are so many people that feel like if we didn't have the Second Amendment, we wouldn't have the First. Again, I don't know where that comes from. I, would re I really wish somebody would sit down and, and, and talk to me about how Jesus and, God, uh, Jesus and guns go together. I, don't, I still don't understand that one. I try to look everything logically. Even the previous administration. As bad as that was. Part of me wanted it to work out. Because I wanted to see what that outcome would look like. Be positive. Right? But there was so much crap that was being thrown at us. That for some, it was hard to deal with. And it was hard to get past. And you don't have... You, you, you've ruined it. You've, you've ruined your chance to let anybody in. And, you know, what happened with the January 6th thing. I've never, never talked about really January 6th on this show because it opens up the floodgates of people going to these wild conspiracy theories. Really. That's all it took for you to think like that. Something like that happens and it looks staged to you. It looks fake. My dad comes in contact with people that says that they were there and says nothing happened. It wasn't as bad as the media portrays. And I go, really? Let's, let's, let's look at this logically. If you think that it's fake, if you think that it was staged, why didn't somebody do anything why didn't somebody let this happen? You know, on, on both sides. Unless somebody is just sitting there watching the world burn. And that's what happened. Whether you think it's fake or not. You got people saying it's Antifa. Which, if you understand what Antifa is, it makes no sense. You mean to tell me that one... They really didn't want the administration to switch over to the new administration. So Antifa goes in and disrupts things like they are supporters of the previous administration. Where did that even come into play? Oh, yes, the leader of the former administration. What does he say? He wants everybody to join him going to walk down with them. So who is he talking to? And how, what is the plan? Who was planning that day? Were there people planning to attack? There are people planning to fake the attack? There are people dressed up as the other side to make it look like that the other side was wanting destruction? And then you had the, the former leader be okay with this? Because he was okay with it. He didn't do anything. He actually worked harder and more violent towards the protests that were going on. A 
And don't let me don't get me get me started on those. Because that protests became this there have been protests and riots forever. But it's bad that it happened during the pandemic because then you had people out there without masks or with masks or whatever, side by side. And it looked like it looked like they were contradicting themselves. Whereas more so you could look at it like that's like walking into a war. Everybody's got guns and you don't. Everybody's got weapons and you don't. Instead, it was risking this pandemic, risking getting sick, risking dying from it, in order to stand up for rights. There are several people in this country that don't have their rights yet. Or, when they do have their rights, there is limitations on those rights. And then, there's still this question of, why can't they just be happy with what they have? A lot of the people in the country that don't have rights or have limitations on their rights, you want them to act like they're lucky to have what little they have? I mean, it really gets really bad into this kind of a thinking. And now lately what's going on, you got the FBI's not trusted. You got the politicians that want to defund the FBI. The same people who found defund the police an offensive term. And the supporters of the defund the police, they are so pro-life, and they, and they don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to live in a police state, but yet they have this flag around that just says, you know, there's all lives matter. And then there's police lives matter, the, the blue lives matter. I thought that covered, I thought the, the cops were covered in the all lives matter. Why, why do they have to have their own flag? Oh, because you have to back the blue. Okay. Well, let's back law enforcement. Oh, you're not happy with the way FBI do things. I, that, that's law enforcement. But, okay. So you say the FBI is corrupt. Okay. We, we also say that there are some police that are corrupt. But you don't, you don't believe that. Not, not everybody in the police is corrupt to bring down the whole boat. Okay. So why is this FBI situation different? Oh, okay. So you think that the guy that was hiding this stuff, who was told about it ahead of time, and is making up lies every day about it, you now think that he's violated the Espionage Act. And now you want to repeal the Espionage Act. You know, you know what? That, that really looks just about how I would write a political thriller where the world's burning. Because it, it, it does sound like 24 type stuff. No wonder 24 hasn't come back in a while because they're probably thinking, how are we going to come up with politicians that can't be trusted and are lying? And you got that going on. You, you, you probably have had, you've had that off and on throughout history. But then you have somebody comes along and says, no, I'm going to be the front runner of letting you know how corrupt the government is. Everybody's corrupt. FBI's corrupt. The, the Department of Justice is corrupt. Let's, let's do something about them. Let's do something about the people who are in charge of telling everybody that they are informing of them that they are, that they have in fact committed a crime. Let's, let's let them go. You know? It, it, it just it looks really strange that let's let our accomplishments be uh, getting rid of the Department of Education, uh, repealing the Espionage Act, defunding the FBI. Everything, just, it makes it look like we're not as innocent as you think because there's nothing to think about. It's gone. We're not innocent. We are, we're not guilty because there is nothing guilty of. That's the wrong way of... And, and, and then the former uh, leader has an app. And recently, somebody posts on there saying that they're going to head the FBI and destroy things. Kill, kill the FBI. 
really bad things is going on with us. And it's like, okay, they, they, they somehow let that slip through the cracks. And then you got anybody talking on that app saying that any violence that now happens is going to be a Fed. The Feds are doing it. The Feds are luring you to do this, to be violent. So now, and this, this app, which I don't want to name, name any of these people. I, I really don't want to mention them by names because you have enough out there to talk about them. And I want to be one of the shows that doesn't talk about them with their names, doesn't actually name them, because I don't want that to be part of my brand. Because, I mean, it does fit with useless, though. And that is my brand. But the world is starting to look like a bleak place. And your politicians, your congressmen, your senators, your, your representatives, they claim that they represent where you're from and who you want to be. And it's mainly a bunch, a bunch of crap. It's mainly about they're representing who they want the country to be. And if you vote for them, that's great. That gets their numbers up. You know, I think about this all the time. And, and they, they bring it up. If an election is rigged, you know how you can, well, for one thing, you know how you can rig an election? You say that it's rigged. Right there, it, it casts this doubt over the process. And any lingering, creepy event looks like it's evidence into proving that it is fake, that it is rigged. But these ballots that they think that are fake have other names on them besides the two that ran for president. So you're wanting to get rid of some of these things. What happens to those other numbers? Wouldn't, wouldn't and shouldn't those other people's names their positions drop and their numbers change? You just can't say something is... For one thing, you can't say without proof. But you can't say something so blunt like, I don't trust the process. It's rigged. And then at the same time, like you're, you're, doing, you're, you're saying that while you're in it. And then you're saying it after it. And then you're saying after things have been finalized and done. And then you don't want it to be done. You don't want it to be over. And then all of a sudden, you're stuck between... You're not the president now. But you also say you are the president because you don't trust the process. So you want to still be president. But then you also say you're going to run. Or you're planning on running. And if you do plan on run, this can obscure you from, I guess, being prosecuted. It's all, it's all an elaborate plan to escape. Like nobody thinks he's going to go to jail. And they somehow it's set up where people think that if, if he goes to jail, it's bad for the country. Bad for the country? Why do we have crime? Why, why, why do we have punishments for crimes if these things aren't going to be taken seriously? This is, this is opening the door. Too many doors that more people could come in and destroy. You're allowing somebody that came in and did everything, and you didn't bat an eye, and you, you stuck up for it more than anything. It's bizarre. It's, it's really bizarre, and you try to avoid this stuff every day, and it just, it, it's there. You know, nope, I, I see masks every once in a while. Masks is my... Reminder that at one time, this was something that we were told we had to do. Not everybody wanted to do it. I wasn't. I. I. I didn't want to do it, but I didn't want to. I had too many people in my family that, and even including me, our health isn't the best. I have breathing problems. And therefore, I chose to wear a mask. You know, I'm part of I'm part of it. But too many people out there thought that it was just the worst thing in the world. So you're you're given the chance. You're given something, and you 
just saw it. It's not America. And then I, I just look around now and I go, I can't believe it's been two years. I, I really haven't because it, it, it just felt like any time we stopped doing it was too soon. And then now that it's stopped, I look around and I go, I really can't believe that we even did this. I mean, and I, and I can look around the people that, that, that just live from day to day, not even wanting this to be part of their lives. Avoiding this. And choosing to do other things that could, imp, you know, implicate their health, you know. If you didn't want to wear a mask, then you can go back to smoking and, you know, wait for cancer. You just have a lot of bad things out there happening. A lot of celebrities have passed away since I last recorded. We've lost Roger E. Mosley from Magnum P.I., Olivia Newton-John, and Anne Heche, which really caught me by surprise. I mean, death is this thing that we all know it's coming, but we all know we know we all never know when it is coming. And even when somebody's like eighty something. You're still kind of, depending on the situation, but you're really still surprised when they go. And I just think that's, that's, that's the most human you can ever be. That's the most, um, that's the one emotion that we all share is when something like that happens. It just stops you. You just, oh, I can't believe it. You know, to hear that somebody that you never met has died compared to somebody that you have met. Not really saying that not um, that meeting somebody and knowing somebody is less important than not knowing, but just saying that the emotions still kind of ring true. I'm still surprised by some actors' deaths, even when they get up there in age. I just wonder, I wonder what's going to happen. I, I remember, there's very, there's very few actors that have really made me really break down. This is where it gets kind of complicated and what kind of people you like. Where I've cried over somebody that was famous that passed away. Um, the closest I could ever get to maybe, I, I, I didn't cry, but the, the one that really kind of hurt was Jerry Stiller because um, I'm such a huge fan of his of his son, but more so of you know the whole family. I got I got into the whole family. My, my family get in, gets into their family. And I've known I felt like I've known them all my life just by seeing them. You know, filming, and television, and all that stuff is the best form of time travel you could ever have to reflect back on seeing people. But growing up, first actually, it was kind of the same time of them. Ben Stiller and Jerry Stiller, me growing up knowing them, seeing Jerry Stiller as Frank Costanza on Seinfeld, and then getting into Ben Stiller on, see him on Friends, we'd see him uh, Mystery Man, all these shows that we, you know, grow up watching. And I just knew that once his father had passed, I, I knew hard that would hit Ben. As far as Ben is a, as a, is a creative person too, you know. Uh, it's reflective more when two or, or more than two in the family are all entertainers. Because you have that, like you can have an actor who has a parent that passed away and you still feel that, you know, oh, if I know that their father you can just see how they're, they've become a different kind of a person. Jerry Stiller and Ben Stiller, like they're both entertainers. They both like frequently work, work with each other. A lot of what they do is family type, you know, not family type of projects, but they made it that way. They made it like it was a camaraderie of his friends and his family. And having Jerry Stiller about as, you know, more famous and more well-known because he's older and his career is longer than his son's right now. You had that. 
and everybody know Jerry Stiller as Jerry Stiller, and then you meet the son Ben, and then you have that those two to compare to each other. You have that, you know that when something happens, like Ben loses his parents, you can feel it, and because we, we we feel like we've known him, we've known his parents, but we have obviously haven't known him the same way he has, but. I don't know that that one just that one hurt. There's a few actors that I won't mention because there's there's just a few that I know that when they if they if they were ever pass, I just I, I probably would break down. There there is one that I probably would cry for. Um, just because these you know these people mean a lot. There's so many actors out there, so many entertainers. Let's, let's not just talk about actors. Anybody in general, your philosophers, your scientists that people look up to, you know, I don't get into politics a whole lot, but sometimes if, you know, you, you can work alongside an older politician and one day they're not going to be there, that, that, that may be the reason why that person became, you know, everything happens for a reason, and every person becomes something because they are inspired by somebody. Spans the field more than um, entertain entertainment. It ventures out everywhere. You know, if you're a carpenter, you're a carpenter because your father was a carpenter, or somebody in the family down the line. You know, you're you're inspired by different kinds of people. But you know, talking about in the range of fame, entertainment, it just it's it's an interesting thing to you know when somebody passes away that's famous, they put that out there. You wouldn't know it. Not everybody's going to know, you know, if you're not famous, not everybody's going to know in the world that you passed. And I just think that, that that's kind of a different kind of ranking of how we kind of rank people of when people pass. But, it, you know, is it just, I don't know, the NH thing, you, you don't know about somebody's life, you don't know how things are going, it's, it's tragic. You, you have things like that that happen and you just she was so she was she was young, she's fifty three. Um, youngest person that's gone in a while. You know. COVID hit some people. Um it's a really important people. Uh, hits hit some politicians. Not just made them sick, but there was a few that actually died from it, and it, everybody wants answers to everything, but everybody wants answers to everything all at once, and conspiracy theorists have now taken over completely, to the point where people trust question marks more than actual facts and the truth. You know, they're not happy with the truth. You know, maybe that, maybe that didn't happen that way. You know, they, they, they just can't leave it. You know, even with um, the former leader, his ex-wife passed away. Timing of things. You know, she passes away. She fell down the stairs, you know, as some would say on the internet. Because they just don't you told that. You told. Well, they they, they did an autopsy thing, and they they found out that uh, she had this blunt force trauma. She fell down the stairs, and then a few weeks later, we were up to now. And so your conspiracy theorists will just go crazy and try to concoct a story out of that. So it's hard to for me to be through all that. You know, I've had a few discussions with people about how I really could have took over 2020 and I didn't, you know. The cockiest thing I could say about myself is I could have been really famous in 2020. And I just chose not to put myself out there that way. For one thing, when I, about the time I joined TikTok was a year later. Um, I think that when TikTok started, it was actually called Musical.ly, and it was mostly just people lip-singing music that wasn't theirs, then it turned into original music, then it turned into skits, then it turned into these random, random things, and I 
never chose to be part of that. And then, I think that the pandemic kind of put things in a perspective of people were at home watching TikTok, doing TikToks. All your celebrities want to join TikTok and be part of, you know, they, they can do that. Once they do that, they, they put themselves in the spotlight too much. So they're interacting with us regular folk, right? And not everybody is, you know, designed to do something like that. So it's, it's very interesting. So I'm still surprised everyone's like, hey, they're on TikTok? They're doing that? You know, like Anthony Hopkins is like really, really popular doing uh, dances on Twitter and TikTok. And he, he, I guess he just knows that people probably wouldn't expect that from him. So he does it. It's his way to vent out this energy that you probably have nowhere else to put it. And it goes somewhere. And, you know, it makes people's day. So I struggle back and forth with, do I want to make somebody's day or do I want to be something that's talked about in the news in a good light or a bad light? You know, I, I, I'm really trying my best not to be part of the bad. If I, if I ever am, it's probably because I've crossed some politician. That's the only way I can see my stuff getting out there is if I cross some politician. And it really puts things in a different angle of... Cause I always thought that it's, it's not good... If the people start turning on the people, you know, your politicians, and they put people on blast on the internet, don't go after regular citizens. You know, uh, you can have your feuds with your colleagues because you want to show how unprofessional you are, even though you have a verified check mark. But don't go after the people. And I'm just waiting for the day where. I come up with an idea that does get noticed that some politician would come at me. I would be more than prepared, but I'm not asking for it. There's just, there's just, there's just a few that I just want to stay away from, and they're too, too um, ignorant. And that's part of the problem with believing anything. The virus election stuff, any conspiracy theories, this poison that's put out there. You know, nobody likes the truth. It's just, just stay away from it. Don't don't feed the flame is what I tried so hard not to do. And I, I've wanted to stray away from that. And it's become harder and harder to. And I gotta do something about it. And I'm trying to do it in an original way. There's so much fluff out there. I just want to do something that, it just, that just makes people stop and go, that's kind of like what's going on right now, but it's not. But it makes me think like we should be doing something. And there is a, there is a way of thinking that's changed. People don't trust. People are trusting the wrong people. You know, when a comedian makes a joke, they think that, that not only are you allowed to, you know, freedom of speech, but a politician doesn't like a comedian having free freedom of speech. He doesn't sound like a joke coming from their mouths. It sounds like it could be true if you say something about somebody. What's, what, what, what used to be funny, or was borderline kind of funny, is now looked at as, you know, that person has to lose their job over what they said. And I just think, really have to offend somebody, you really have to ruin somebody's life in order to be punished in a way for something like that. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, there's so much crap out there. The wrong, when it comes down to it, the wrong people are trusting the wrong people. Your newscasters don't trust the news. You know, you're supposed to trust our neighbors. Really, our friends and neighbors, let's trust them over how we live each day because that's gotten us so far already. Why go to school and become a journalist? I can imagine that. 
What do you want to do? Well, I want to become a broadcast journalist. You know, study broadcast journalism. Even though right now they're being attacked for being biased. They are biased because one side talks louder than the other and claims that the other side is louder than the other. You know? Let me just say it right now so I'm not sugarcoating anything anymore. Republicans are claiming that Democrats are ruining the world, the United States, while also doing so. And they're causing more harm than good. They don't represent what America is all about. At the same time, they're claiming the Democrats aren't. So we live in a very ironic society of blaming the other side for all the problems in the world without fully realizing that nobody's going to change their mind. For whatever reason, we're stuck with these people in, in life. We're stuck with these people who want to take away your rights. We'll take away your rights while claiming that the Democrats are, are, are taking away your rights from things that have nothing to do with you. You know, maybe this season I'll, I'll start talking more about this because we now have begun the second season. Maybe this will be a little bit different. I, I, I like to do more video podcasts. I know that. I like to do a few live broadcasts. But it just trusts in the wrong people. Comedians make jokes. Don't take for everything for their worth. They're being outcast. Uh, outcasting newscasters. You now actually have an organization called News Nation that claims that they're going to you know, be the buffer zone of, we're going to, no, we're going to tell you the real news. We're not going to, you know, be on one side or the other. We're telling you everything that you need to know, the truth. Then, they're going to have a new show with Chris Cuomo, this guy that was on CNN, and he lost his job because he was helping his brother get out of the sexual allegations that he was facing while also facing his own. And now he is the front runner of this new show that he's going to have on News Nation. We're supposed to trust him now. Where's Charlie Rhodes? Huh? Charlie Rhodes, put your pants on. Get ready for work again. You don't hear anything more about that. Matt Lauer wants to make a comeback. How scary is that? He doesn't. He's not ashamed of what happened anymore. He knows that he has basically ruined his television image. But he wants to come back with a podcast. Well, he can't do mine. So, I don't know. Trusting the wrong people. I'm not asking you to trust me. I'm just trying to be logical about it. About everything. That, take everything in. And too much skepticism on either side for everything. It's mind-boggling. you think that an election wouldn't be rigged because you'd have so many people out there that would hate you. And you say this, you tell everybody every day how many people are against you. You tell people every day that, that you feel violated, like your rights are violated. And then you think the election is rigged, like there wouldn't be enough people out there that would want to vote you out. I don't know why, but that, that sounds like it could apply to anything, not just politics. Vote somebody out. Vote somebody out of your life. Crap that people, people get put through every day. I've never come face to face with somebody like that. And I don't know why, when I was wearing a mask, every time I went in, I kept thinking, is this going to be the day that somebody says something that I'm wearing a mask? And how I would feel. Or what that would, how that would go over with me. Would I be ready to call somebody out? And then they go, that's what they want. Why, you, why would you want that? Because that would justify their thought process. Everybody has a weird way of thinking. 
It's scary. It's really scary. I don't know what else to say about it, other than I spent my whole anniversary show talking about crap, but guess what? This is what I kind of wanted to talk about. I just never... I never wanted to use any names because these people are useless. They want their name to be put out there as a brand. I don't want to help their brand. I'm not going to talk to these people. I'm not Face the Nation. I'm not going to, I, I watch Face the Nation to see these idiots. And it's odd to say. You see a Democrat talking versus a Republican talking. Me being on for one side, I always want the Democrat to kind of stick up for themselves and have this way about them. And more times than not, they are. But you know, there aren't too many Democrats that I disagree with. I, I know a lot of politicians' names, which I wish I didn't know that stuff. I'm getting to know Scott Gottlieb more than I ever thought I would in my life. And then your Republicans are the ones who want to deter the conversation. So there is no... There is, it makes no sense to want to talk to these people. I don't want to be put in that circle because it won't end well. And guess what? That's what they want. They want the other person to be more, you know, like if I was talking to somebody and I don't like what they're saying, and I'm calling them out on telling me lies. They're more into, they could care less that they're lying. But if they struck a chord and made me mad, they know what that's going to look like at home. They know that it's going to look like that got me so riled up. I'm the angry one. I'm the ridiculous one. You're going to forget that the Republican just was on for nothing. They have the same sentences they say over and over again. And it varies from week to week. But usually there's like one or two sentences that they repeat. Every politician... And it just so happens it's the Republicans. Right now it's the Republicans. That's all you can say because you've got a Democrat in the White House. It's a Dem Democrat uh, administration. So all your Republicans are going to be automatically against it. And then your Democrats are going to be doing everything they can to support what's going on. So it just so happens right now that the ones telling the truth or whatever can, can be see as the truth is the Democrats. Because your Republicans don't want to tell the truth. It's been a while since I've seen a smart Republican. Every once in a while, it's, it, there are some. But guess what? They get called out by their own kind, and they get called Democrats, because that's the world we live in now. So I'm working on a way where I can start interviewing different kinds of characters. That's the transition to what kind of show I want to do. And that's the best way I get some kind of thinking without saying exactly what's going on in the world, but creating something that sounds like it is. Like creating this alternate reality. It's going to sound like it's life, but it's not going to be. Because watching the West Wing is like watching American Horror Story. And I've never seen American Horror Story, but I can only imagine. Is it like the West Wing? So I'm going to stop for now. But I would like to do more. This is probably the only show this week, but get back into doing more. I'm going to do more video podcasts that are going to be more interesting, to more engaging to watch, and hopefully I'll be able to promote more of this season. It's just I struggle every show with how I think, and am I okay with what I've said, and are people going to care enough? to just take in my opinion and just give me for what it's worth. These days, everybody can come with a podcast. You know, I, I think that when you're born at the hospital, you know, you, you name your baby, and then you name the podcast that you're going you're gonna to have with the baby first five years of their life. That's just going to be life now. I would like to thank you for listening thus far. Everybody who's listened so far of all my shows is our 61st show. I'm going to do more, I don't say uplifting, but they'll be different. I do dark humor. I do these kinds of things. Uplifting. I don't know what I can do that's uplifting. Let me show my, my uh, water bucket, uh, ice bucket challenge thing. Uh, that's embarrassing. Show you that. that. That's the kind of stuff that flies with people, with, to uplift people. 
stuff that people kind of need, like a uh, distraction. You know, we don't have a lot of distractions. We have political distractions distracting us from other political things going on in the world. We don't need that. It's like one day they're going to find out. Well, we know the real answer. But we're not. What you know, we're not going to let everybody know what the real answer is. And then you're going to find out that Disney has bought like all the streaming companies, and now it's going to cost a thousand dollars a month. And we were so distracted watching TikTok trends that we we're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot all all that we had. The stuff that's free. There's a reason why it's free. There's a reason why you get paid for the other stuff. Yeah, lots lots of fun things coming. Uh, working on some different projects. It's been a year. It's been a year. I know this looks like I've been averaging about one episode a week, but we started off doing two, two to three. My first episode, I think I recorded two in one week. That's how fast I was working. I was just deciding how to do this show, and then the news that I kept that kept coming in kept getting updated, and so I would be behind. And then I, I was just deliberately doing shows behind, and that wasn't fun. Or I was deliberately waiting out stories. Some worked out, where one story or a few stories actually did develop into something better to talk about. But I like to go back to talking about really random things, but the way that I would get my stories pops up is not in tune to what I want to talk about. For some reason, Google is listening to me, and it only pops up... Uh, Shows that I watch, like my family and I went back into watching Step by Step from the early 90s. And now when I check my news feed in my Google thing, I get stories about Step by Step people. And I'm like, nobody's, this has nothing to do with nothing. So, so I, had, I had something pop up that said that, remember when Beavis and Butthead were, appeared on Step by Step? And I had just seen the episode where... These two guys dress up as Beavis and Butthead. This article pops up telling me this. A newly written article about this because Beavis and Butthead are in the news. But the timing of it is like, we just started randomly watching Step by Step. So I don't know. So start to uh, be fun with this stuff and we'll see what goes on. But thank you for listening and uh, hopefully come back with another episode soon. With our second season of the Some Other Useless Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if you already haven't to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker, Spotify, all those things. And yeah, I will hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll hear from me next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.